Uh, well, you know, students all over the world, you hear? We're all in this together. Hi, I'm Jacqueline. So today we're here to have a new podcast to discuss the COVID-19. I'm Jacqueline. I'm a sophomore. I'm a psychology major. We also have Donia with me today. So can you introduce yourself, Donia? Yes, hi. Um, So my name is Donia. Um, I am a sophomore as well, and I am a political science major. Um, and so thank you so much for having me, Jacqueline. I'm excited to, mm-hmm. well, not excited, but I am, I'm looking forward to engaging in this conversation. Uh, so we're going to start off with how this COVID-19 has impacted our life as in, in university students. And our school just moved to remote learning a week ago. How do you feel about that, Donia? Um... That's a very good question. So I feel, I feel a lot of things at once. Um, I mean, I feel like, of course, it won't be the same um, as learning at our like at our own institutions, um, phys- being physically present there. I mean, there's this blurred line of you know home and work, and you just don't know how to balance the two at home. Um, especially depending on your circumstances, your access to technology, there's a bunch of, there are a bunch of aspects that that come into, in, in the way when you do online uh, schooling or online classes. And to be honest, like personally, um, it's, I've been having, I've been struggling a little bit trying to find the balance between being at home and then also going to school at home. It, It just, doesn't add up very well for me. Um, how about you? Study at home is not the like the most productive way <laughs> to <No>. study. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been procrastinating a lot. Uh, I mean, the the professors they adjust the material to kind of to fit. I mean, they understand that not everyone have the access to the class material at the same time. So may, the professors made their adjustments. Um, but there is still this sense of um, conscious all the time when you are studying, yeah, yeah. where like a part mm-hmm. of you are still worrying about what's going on in the world. Definitely. Um, That's what I think as well. <laughs> I think that as well. Um, and also, I just feel like for our, we, we kind of were thrown into trying to figure out how to balance these two aspects like right away you know like our whole structure system of going to classes every day work etc is all you know disrupted and so just finding a way to just to work within no structure (laughs) you have to kind of structure everything yourself it's a little Mm -hmm. difficult especially being thrown into it after a whole global pandemic just you know, appears. <laughs> and there are so many like challenges that we never expected before, whether it's a stable internet connection or having a quiet uh, space or room for you to study in. Yeah, and imagine how many, like, imagine if you, for instance, 
there are people who have so many different family members living in their household and just, you know, depending on the size of their household, depending on whether they have access to internet or not, you know, because internet is expensive. Um, and depending on all of these different things, having access to the technologies, to the books, to to everything, it's, it's a, a whole... The whole question lies on the basis of equity. Um, so we've been seeing a lot of that, I believe, this week. Um, and just the different time zones, as you've commented on, it's a big aspect as well for international students and for domestic students who live maybe across the country. <laughs> uh, well, you know, students all over the world, you hear, we're all in this together. During this global pandemic, I was able to witness um, so much of the this this concept of privilege. You know, it just came. It's more distinct than ever in this time period, um, and we can see it. And as you've named many different aspects, um, for instance, of course, like we should not. Uh, of course, we should not judge the reactions of others um, during a time. Uh, an uncertain time period, something very unprecedented, because you know everyone has different reactions to things um, based on you know their circumstances and how they feel. Um, however, it's it just I did see that there is massive um, th- the way that people react to the situation does uncover different aspects of privilege, and for instance, like. Uh, when in the U.S., for instance, when they canceled the NBA season, the National Basketball Association, um, everyone on social media, I, I kept seeing like, oh my gosh, what am I going to watch? Like, there's no more basketball anymore. There's no more, you know, like how, how what's March, March Madness is over? Like, how am I going to, you know, keep up with basketball? I'm, you know, they were just, everyone was upset on social media. Um and uh, you know sad about it and they can be sad about it it's totally fine but at the same time it just illustrates the amount of privilege that uh, exists in that because they weren't really concerned about the workers at the stadiums losing their jobs their income can they work from home can they do remote work you know like what about everyone behind the scenes putting this show on for them together you know like they'll be losing their jobs as well as not just, you know, the NBA players. And you can definitely, definitely see the privilege in terms of how people are accessing testing kits, especially in the United States. Um, You can see from the media coverage online that many, for instance, NBA players, many of them were tested. But how on earth did they get a test, you know, if some of them weren't exhibiting any of the symptoms you know a lot of just ordinary people who aren't celebrities who aren't idolized in society are not getting access to these tests right now because there aren't enough testing kits um, available we need to wait in line yeah they need to wait in line and and these people are literally like they would be posting a video saying oh i just got tested i'm all okay i I tested positive, my doctor has told me blah, 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 like, but at the same time, just there, you can see the privilege, like, they didn't have to stand or wait in line, they got access to a test, 
who knows, you know, because they probably have their own private doctor, they have their own, you know, access, they have a network to access these testing kits. Are they supposed to be more valued than ordinary people in society, you know, who aren't celebrities? Um, And so there's that privilege that appears again. And then um, I would say another thing that appears would would, would be, you know, how people are interacting with this situation. People are saying, um, for instance, a lot of Americans, (laughs) I'm very confused about this, but like they tended to go to the grocery stores and basically take, just hoard as many items and, and masks and toilet paper. I still don't understand why toilet paper. Um, I don't, I think that's a big question for the year of 2020. (laughs) Why toilet paper? But um, them going and just hoarding all these supplies, these people um, without thinking about, you know, like for those who can't, who, who need those supplies, for instance, now can't access them because the others, you know, hoarded them, hoarded these supplies, like the masks, for instance, if we think about healthcare providers, they don't even have enough masks in this country, or just the equipment to shield themselves from becoming infected in any way, right? And that's because people have been hoarding, hoarding masks and these equipment that are essential for these people, healthcare providers, right? And so the privilege that comes there is that you can go and buy all of these items and you can have that money to do so but um, and, you know, stock up on a million things and also, like, not worry about what you're grabbing from the aisles. But on the aisles in the grocery store, you know, we have, we have WIC you know, um, specific uh, grocery items for those for for women who are pregnant, women who have children. We have we have specific items just for people with low incomes, for those who have SNAP or who have food stamps. And so, and and don't forget, you know, like people aren't thinking about the elderly and immunocompromised and how they need to get access to these resources. So if you don't exhibit the symptoms, you like, you should just, people just need to be mindful about what they are taking from these grocery stores and how, like, and how much they're taking because there's a certain amount that just is beyond the necessary capacity for an individual household, you know? you need to survive on food with food but like you cannot like you can survive without toilet paper (laughs) i'm wondering because in my culture like i'm i'm libyan american um we like we use water (laughs) you know to like to clean ourselves after we go use the restroom I know that's I'm just confused. I'm like do, do do people not use water? I mean, I know people don't and they just use to- toilet paper in this country, but like really? <laughs> that's not the best maneuver or the way to do it, but you know, everyone does them, you know, you do you. <laughs> right. How about the children who go to school and have the free lunch now cannot go to school and don't have the food? And how about people who suffer from substance abuse and also people who live paycheck to paycheck. By the time they get their paycheck and they go to the grocery store, there is nothing left because people hoard more than they really need. And how about the people who 
got unemployed yeah, yeah. during this mm-hmm. pandemic. Yes, definitely. Um, that's a big, big, big thing. Um, the fact that during this time, again, we're seeing these drastic, drastic differences in our society. Um, you know, of who has access to things during this time. If we think about the children, again, like you said, who who go home and actually rely on those meals that they receive every day from school, and then uh, go home and don't have these meals. Like this is this is this is you know detrimental this is this is a big thing and and on top of that you know these students might not have access to technology not have access to internet not may not have access to proper you know you know there are different there's differences in caregiving as well and you know, there's just a lot that goes into play, whether they have access to medical resources and um, just access to medical help at this time. Not everyone has proper, not everyone has healthcare in this country. That's a huge issue. And, And on top of that, on top of that, we have the undocumented immigrant community um, in the U.S. who are still, I mean, who are, who were, just a couple days ago, I believe, um, one father was going to go. He was in an, um, he was undocumented, and he was going to get groceries for his children during this, you know, pandemic, um, to for his family to support his family. And yet, an ICE officer, you know, um, caught, uh, an ICE officer caught him, and it was just and and these and undocumented immigrants for instance they might not have access to medical care providers or just you know it'll be scared to seeking help medically at a time where this is really crucial and just getting the support they need financially if they're working in inform in any informal sector you know like how how is this gonna work <laughs> there are so many people being left on the sidelines under these national policies that are being put in place and so many the homeless are in trouble right now the the homeless are in trouble right now those who don't who just so many people are in trouble right now and the people who are can just you know stay at home and um stay at home and eat their food, um, not worry about getting going to see their doctor or calling them up, you know, not worry about getting arrested, although they stopped the ice raids um, now, uh, based on what I've read in the news very recently. Um, you know, it's, it's just really, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot on American people. And a lot, not even on the American people, a lot, it's a lot on the people who are living in this country right now, um, who, who have to deal with all of this, including rent and paying the rent when they're unemployed, you know, like not everyone ha- can work remotely from home. What about childcare? Childcare was a huge thing um, for, for parents, uh, just like students not getting, children not getting the help and support that they need every single day based on the services that were relayed to them when this pandemic was not here at the moment. You know, just so much is going into play um, that it's it's surreal. It's, 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 it, it's the time where these, the differences are more, you know, out there, then like you can see them more than ever. These distinctions in society, um, this this disparity. So yeah. 
So we're going to move on to how this coronavirus contributes to this increasing xenophobia when the cases were mostly in China and in other Asian countries. There was this hatred against the Asian people in the U.S. Um, just there are several cases of Asian people being attacked on the streets for absolutely no reason. It is. I mean, it is confusing and it's terrible that it's it's happening. So a month later, when the coronavirus is just spreading in U.S. and the other parts of the world and I'm from China so I know many of my friends who've decided to come back to China and I mean to my surprise they are not welcomed either so for me as a student who study abroad I feel like I receive the xenophobia on both sides from the country where we I where I study in but also from the country where I came from. Let's, I, I'll first comment on what I think about the whole, the coronavirus being called the Chinese virus um, by our current president in the United States. Um, so first of all, the xenophobia that comes from that person's mouth 24-7 um, it's dangerous and the fact that he had to make a virus that does not discriminate against people something discriminatory is absolutely horrendous it's insane at this time that is not even what comes to mind virus it doesn't have nationality he's addressing it as like a foreign virus Exactly. That's his whole xenophobic rhetoric. That's what he 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 basically thrives off of this energy of making everything, you know, like I this it's about this friend enemy distinction. He always likes to make the enemy for the foreigners, foreign the foreign world, those who are not already in this country, you know, and even those within this country, like those who don't have citizenship. Like they're the foreigners, you know. They're the enemy. Like his his whole idea is he he likes to be xenophobic. That's that's him. He he likes to make these distinctions because he himself is a white supremacist. And um, and truthfully, it's it's no it's no surprise. But the fact that a leader, you know, someone who's supposed to be a leader at this time. Does this and puts their their Asian American community in the U.S. and abroad, you know, um, at risk and just and put them in danger and just not having any sort of it's just it's it's for him just knowing that he did this does not surprise me. I don't know. It doesn't surprise me because of his constant rhetoric about this issue about about he 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 makes everything racist. He he literally thrives off of racism. He thrives off of making this happen and 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 making people xenophobic. His xenophobia is basically his whole platform. Um 
So the fact that he did this, though, like, again, to a virus, you wouldn't even think this would come to mind. Like, like this, this I don't know how, I don't know how he, he just, like, all of a sudden just woke up. If you know a thing about science, it wouldn't be that. Exactly. He doesn't know anything about science, as you can see, because of the misinformation that he continuously puts out, although he's trying to do better um, by <laughs> by letting other experts um, weigh in on the issue, scientific experts weigh in on the the you know the factual information of the issue. But like the fact that he doesn't he doesn't know anything, and he constantly just perpetuates racism and xenophobia and and just just amplifies this all the time. Just goes to show that he that's who he is as a person like he he, that's that's what he thrives off of that's why i can and and again like again like we both discussed right now like the virus does not discriminate so you wouldn't think that like an invisible enemy like the virus would be you know something that could be turned into a blaming match you know like oh, so this came from here. So that means I have to blame this entire country or and their people for for this entire virus. Like, how does that come into play? Where, what is this person thinking? You know, like, oh my God. He thinks, he thinks everyone coming from overseas brings something to, and, and just, I, he always thinks that way. Again, xenoph- xenophobic behavior, xenophobic rhetoric, that's his motto. That's his life. He literally sleeps probably dreaming of how to be xenophobic every day. But I'm not going to get into that, but but the the moral of the story is that the coronavirus should be called the coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, take, it should not, there is this argument online, people, like, I, I don't understand, racists like to defend themselves by pointing to, I guess, European paradigms of, you know, like, they, like, for instance, I saw online someone said, look, it's just like the Spanish flu, you know, like they named it the Spanish flu or, or uh, what's it called, you know, like, but that's also, you know, it just, why are you naming things? Why can't you name things medically? It doesn't have, if it originates somewhere, it's not because of those people. <laughs> it's not because of those people. It's something, you know, something, a virus can appear out of, you know, it can appear anywhere. It could have started here, you know, like, it doesn't matter <laughs> where where it originates. And I don't think this they should just call it COVID-19 coronavirus I don't think that this should be even a topic to even discuss you know like about the name of a virus he he likes to just bring everything back to racism and xenophobia and therefore he took the opportunity oh hey I don't like this name so I'm gonna call it what I think it is because he wants to blame someone for this invisible enemy's um you know destruction right so he calls it's a Chinese virus after exactly. there is a scientific name, COVID-19. But you mentioned afterwards about like how yeah. the international 
uh, like international students, for instance, those who are studying abroad, right? Um, in the U.S., for instance, like let's mm-hmm. just say, um, they would go back to like going back to their countries. Like you're saying, China, for instance, uh, doesn't want what is it? Some of them are kind and nice, but there is also other other voices saying that you don't come back. I, I, we don't welcome you to come back. So I just have the mixed feedback about what is happening after they landed. Some of them are saying like the volunteers, they are really nice and they just have to wait a short period before they uh, get to the hotel and they have the food is good, the, the instable internet and everything. But there's also people saying that they waited hours and hours in the airport and they, there is no instruction about uh, where they're going or how long they need to wait more. Some of them can self-quarantine, but then after they landed, somehow they cannot and they have to go to a hotel to be quarantined together. So I don't know if you feel that, but I've been checking the news all the time since the initial outbreak in Wuhan. And I've, I've been just uh, browsing the news 24-7, but still worried about that I'm not catching up with everything. Well, let me tell you, I mean, I'm on board with you. <laughs> Um, I am overwhelmed by the media um, coverage and I'm overwhelmed with the consumption of it 24 seven. Um, but again, like I have, we all have to stay up to date with everything. And it's, it's a little, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> yes, because you're checking constantly and you, you have hope. And, and I mean, for those who do have hope, you know, um, that, things are getting better and and of course media coverage is usually very negative um so it it only just it just bolsters the amount of anxiety that someone has um about the entire situation um and yeah it's it's been it's been a lot um to to get wrap your head around too i feel like a lot of it hasn't sunk into many people's you know heads yet right like uh, it's still taking its time, especially for me, I would say like, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's happening, but it also feels not, it feels unreal in some ways. Um, that it's because of how much news I've been, it's just so, so much news I've been consuming. And it, it really matters where you're consuming the news, though, because, I'm trying to stick to CDC website and the WHO, like whose website. Um, and I'm trying to remove myself from the more, you know, party-based uh, news sites in this country because I just want to make sure I'm listening to the facts and accurate data, but also I'm keeping up with, you know, my own local and state, you know, um, news about like what's happening in our state what what are they what are we doing are we going on lockdown 
um, what what are the closures, you know, all of this information, like when are the grocery stores open, or, or will there be a specified time for the elderly, all of this stuff, you know, um, I'm just constantly being updated, because recently, in California, they just um, had their, go- their governor issued a stay-at-home order. So again, things just constantly rapidly evolve and you just need to make sure that you're on top of it because you don't we, you want to make sure that you're not putting anyone at risk by, by engaging in any certain behaviors that were discussed on the news, you know, to not engage in, you know, in order to, to ensure the safety and health of others. And so you, you don't want to be that person um, at all, um, because it's dangerous, you know, you don't want to be a danger to others. And so, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think once in a while, I would say for anyone listening, like, put your phone down. <laughs> Literally, I'm trying, like, I, I would log off of my, you know, especially social media. Okay, social media, this time around, it's actually proposing it's, it's, putting in a lot of levity that we don't really have in the moment. So I really do appreciate, you know, the memes on social media and, you know, the 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 comedians making, you know, some sort of levity around the um, situation um, because, you know, the, the people like to see the light and things. So it's really appreciative, like, to be watching those things. But at the same time, like, it can be a little bit, overwhelming too because you're seeing all these people like posting memes 24 7 and saying they're saying like the same kind of things and you end up kind of falling into the hole of just like looking through everyone's posts for a long time (laughs) and scrolling and instead of you know being doing something off the screen at the time being giving you know um Again, this is for those who have access and uh, to technology and social media at such a time. Um, so yeah, my my hot take. <laughs> so I just want to say that if you keep this absorbing intensive news for a while, and then you will find. I mean, I I recognize that myself. I became more tolerant more like a numbness in absorbing this news and so whenever i see the numbers like how many people got confirmed how many people have died and how many people have recovered when i see these statistics i always remind myself that they are not just numbers they are human beings as we are and they also have mothers. They, they also feel the pain. So I think we should wrap up now. This is a global pandemic that none of us has any experience before. So all we can do is to wash our hands frequently, wear masks if necessary, take care of ourselves and the loved ones, and both physical health and mental health. For those who are not taking social distancing seriously, and for those, especially in the U.S. right now, um, and for those who are not taking COVID-19 seriously, and just you need to take this seriously, and you need to understand that it is not about you, 
it is about everyone. We are a community. And therefore, if you do not take the steps to ensure that you may not be infecting others, that because you may not be even showing symptoms, but passing it along to others. So you need to be, you need to be, you know, vigilant about these uh, things and, and feel, please, because social distancing right now is of utmost importance. And you staying at home if you can needs to happen. And you need to, it all needs to happen unless you don't care about any of your own relatives, for instance, or any of the people that live in the same community that you live, you know, like, or just caring about others in the world. It's not, it's not just about you, my friends. <laughs> it's not just about you. Um, so I'd like to put that out there um, very, uh, very quickly. Like, please take this seriously. It affects everyone. This needs to be done. We have to take these measures in order to protect others in our community. And if you're not willing to do that, then you are putting everyone at risk and COVID-19 spread will just really strain our healthcare systems and it will all be because of you. So I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just trying to be real here, okay? Just stay home, please. Take social distancing seriously. And at the same time, we're all in this together. We're going to get through this together. It's just a blip in our uh, our daily lives um and i guess we could say wash your hands for 20 seconds everyone please if you're gonna cough or sneeze or whatever please cough and sneeze in your elbows make sure you wash your hands again 20 seconds um and take social distancing seriously and jacqueline i think to end on a positive note let's just Let's just remember that we are all in this together. And I'm not bringing in High School Musical here, <laughs> but but I I would truthfully like to say that we are all in this together and we're going to make it through. We're going to overcome this global pandemic um and and we will see the light again. You know, um the world will see light. Um very soon. Stay safe and healthy, everyone, um, please. And um, we're all thinking of you. Um, and for everyone dealing with this situation in different ways, um, we, we're going we're going to get through this. Um, and please make sure to help each other out during this time, help your community, um, be there for them, be there for each other. Um, and, you know, with all the love in the world, I, I truly hope I truly wish everyone's families and themselves to be, you know, safe and healthy during this time. So take care, everyone.